bought the Rolls Royce, they thought it was lease. Oh. Then I bought that new Ferrari, hey, the rest in peace. Hey, the rest in peace, rest in peace to the parking lot. Feeling so big, can't even fit in the parking spot. You ain't talking about my niggas, then what you talking about? Gangsta moving silence, nigga, and I don't talk a lot. I don't say a word. I don't say a word. What's on my crown and now I got what I deserve. Fuck, nigga. Hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished? Okay, okay, okay. Hello, how y'all doing? Welcome to the round table. I am your host, Alex Butaro, aka Sally Gutters. You know who it be. I am fucking back for the new year. Happy New Year to all. Now listen, the 2019 year has started, but guess what? The postseason is here. Now at the round table, we speak our honest opinions of what the fuck is going on with the sports world today. Now listen, not only am I the hype man from the tri-state area, I'm also the weatherman from Staten Island, you heard? Now listen, I am not alone on this podcast. I got a guest with me. You know who it be. It be my guy, my boy Bry guy. Tell him what's good, brother. What's good, what's good, Alex? Glad to be back. Happy New Year, happy New Year. Of course, brother. You know you always welcome back on the show. And when we talk about the NFL, I always want you back on this podcast talking about the NFL because we always got some shit to talk about. Let's get it going. All right, listen. Now, before we even get into the postseason, get into this bullshit about what's going on with the NFL postseason, let's get a recap because I know we did a podcast not too long ago for the actual midseason for the NFL 2018-2019 year. So let's go into our recap of what we had for the end of the awards and What's the rundown of who won for this 2018, for the first annual, for the first annual end of the year awards? Okay, let's give it, let's get it. Let's count it down. All right, so we're going this based on ESPN's article that came out about a week ago, right? About a week ago, a week ago. Their top three candidates for each of the categories that we picked. So let's start off with Offensive Rookie of the Year. All right. I took Saquon Barkley. You took Sam Darnold. Well, listen. Obviously, I was fucking biased as fuck because I want to pick my boy, the New York Jets. You hear? But listen, I already know you won this one. They already, we don't, we don't got to go to the rankings. Yeah, we don't even need to go to the rankings. ESPN already has Saquon Barkley and Baker Mayfield possibly getting the one-two spot for the it's a heated, It's a heated race. Either exactly. one. Exactly. And you know what, yo. Philip Lindsay did a fantastic job being undrafted, coming out of nowhere, and honestly, really producing well for the Denver Broncos. He just, ha- it- just happened to be in a class where two guys just went nuts in their rookies. Well, at the same time, they did go one and two in the draft, so they did respect they had the expectations. Have to go. Yeah. yeah, they had the expectations to go to that. All right, so we don't even need to go to that one. All right, what do we got for the second one? All right, so Defensive Rookie of the Year. Oh, we both stood strong on Derwin James, which proved to be a good pick. Because he was in the top three in their rankings. Yes, so right now they do have the... The possible double one spot going to who is it? Darius Leonard, I want to say, out of out of the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Yes, he's been playing very well. Indianapolis Colts, they're going to the playoffs. That's why he is a defensive rookie yeah. of the year. Look what he has shown. He's brought him to the playoffs with Andrew Luck. So I do not discredit him. Though Derwin James has brought the LA Chargers to the playoffs. So I would like with to. With a better record. Yes, with a better record. So we're right now we're both looking good. But you do are two. You're two to one of me right now. All right, so go ahead. Third one. Third one. All right. So we'll go with Defensive Player of the Year. All right. I took Von Miller. You took Aaron Donald. 
Of course, bro. Swing and a miss on. by this guy. Yeah, you you definitely swung and a miss on that one. Aaron Donald, we know, Come is on. definitely in that. Bro, talk. he's the best defense player in the league. Listen, the only person I could see outright beating him, and it's the, the only way he beats him, uh, me personally, is I think if he makes it to the Super Bowl, it's possibly Khalil Mack. Guy's a fucking beast. The guy is a fucking beast. I mean, he just remember his first game, what do you have? A strip sack, two two sacks, a touchdown. First game with Chicago. In the first yeah. half with Chicago. Yeah, he, he, Animal. he's done he's but done Aaron Donald, this whole think, year. Aaron Donald, I think, was what, two sacks short of Michael Strahan's record? So, also listen, very, very, very earning. N- listen, nobody's getting discredited here. We're giving nothing but love, but at the same time, I won that bitch. So, so defense player of the year goes to me. So, we're now tied 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. All right, who do we got? MVP. MVP. I took Mr. Todd Gurley. You took Adam Thielen. Swing and a miss by both. Well, listen, listen. I, I think you were obviously my, closer than me. Yeah. I, I might have fou- I might have fouled it off. You definitely took a K right there. Oh, I definitely took the strikeout, walked down, broke my bat, and sat the fuck down on the, on the bench. Yeah. I don't know why we. Well, how can we do a baseball hyperboles with football? But it don't matter. It don't matter. We're gonna Spring fucking go with in it. A couple months. Anyway, we're gonna go with it. So and then so we both completely missed. Now, of course, MVP usually goes to... I actually want to just go on this real quick. So they have the three candidates possibly going to Mahomes, Breeze, or Rivers. Now, those are three QBs, and we even talked about this at the midseason awards. Do you like that the NFL only sticks with, honestly, QB at the MVP position? I get it, but it's Don't, also, don't get it's, me wrong. Like, I get I, it's also... You know, it is bias. I mean, a guy like... You know, Todd Gurley could rush for about fifteen hundred yards and receive for eight hundred out of the backfield. Yo, even Christian McCaffrey put up monster, put up monster, monster numbers. numbers this year. Team, team played like L- shit. Listen, hold on, don't get me wrong. Patrick Mahomes, I'm not discrediting him. The guy put up fifty, 50 touchdowns. Fifty fucking touchdowns, yeah. And guess what? Drew Brees, I'm not going to discredit him either. The guy's thirty nine no. years old and putting up stupid I mean, numbers. I mean, up until I think week eleven or twelve, he had one interception. Yeah, so he I'm ended not up dis- with I think four or something. Like yeah, that. exactly. So not discrediting any of them. But like Rivers on that on that list, I'm still questioning that possibly. Don't get me wrong, he brought him to the brought him to the playoffs, but that's still a question in my book. All right, so now we got the MVP, so we both swung and missed. Let's finish it off with what do we got? Coach of the year. Okay, so what uh, yeah, coach what did we of the pick year? Let's coach see. Um, I had Sean Payton. You okay. had Anthony Lynn. Listen, I liked Anthony yeah. Lynn, and we both actually hit on this pick, right? Yeah, it's a buzzer. It's a- because they're both in the yep. running for they're coach both in the of the top year, right? Three right now. I mean, so, I mean, look at them. One is the number one seed in the NFC at what, thirteen and three, fourteen yeah. and two. Yes. And Anthony Lynn went twelve and four and just managed to run into a buzzsaw like Kansas City. And listen, lose on a and tiebreaker. Hold on, we'll and, get into yeah. the Chargers being the wild card with but the twelve and four record. And but we'll get we'll get into year. that later. But twelve but, and four is an amazing year. Yeah. So I'm definitely gonna give it to you know I still like Anthony Lynn getting a possible you know shot at this, but they're they're right now saying that Nagy, uh, which the Chicago Bears, which he did a phenomenal job this year. He did have a great, terrific year. Yeah, so I'm not, hold on, I'm not discrediting him either. Um, but every yeah, guys we, we both, yeah, every guy deserves it this year. They, 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 all three of them look fantastic, really brought their team to the playoffs the right way. All right, so now that we're done with our recap, let's get into the fucking, probably the best day that happened to our teams to a couple of other teams, but it was the worst day for the coaches. It was D-Day for co- for the coaches in the NFL. Now, not only did one coach get fired, 
Not two coach gets not fired. One. Not two. two. Not three. three. Not four. four. Not five, but six got fired. And there was one that got fired in the midseason. But we'll, we'll declare that seven in total got fired. In a matter of the second when the NFL regular season was done, they all got wiped out clean. Now, listen, I'll, I'll name them. New York Jets uh, head coach Todd Bowles. Cincinnati Bengals long, long head coach Marvin Lewis. Uh, Tampa Bay's... Uh, what is it? Uh, Dirk uh, Cutter. Dirk Cutter. Yeah. Dirk Cutter. Arizona's first-year Steve Wilkes. Miami's Adam Geese. Denver's Vance Joseph. And Green Bay's Mike McCarthy. Now, let's get into it real quick. Before we even get into our teams, because obviously we didn't make the playoffs, so we're obviously going to talk shit about our coaching and what the fuck's going to go down in our, with our organizations. But I actually want to get into the... the fu- this day has finally come for this fucking man. After 16 long, fucking miserable seasons, I'm not. Hold on, hold on. I'm not even giving this guy one good year. I don't care if you made the fucking playoffs, my guy. You had terrible years in Cincinnati, my guy, Marvin Lewis. He's finally gone in Cincinnati. Now, let me ask you this one question. They're finally done with him. Where do you see them going from here? I honestly can see them going after a Mike McCarthy. Uh, I see them going after a guy like Mike McCarthy, but they're I also... Gonna, they're going for a big name, that's for sure. But I also see them going inside their organization, because that's what they have done for fucking 16 years straight. Marvin Lewis has had so much control that he is able to have coaching literally get fired, get wiped out, but he has not been responsible taken any responsibility for 16 seasons this team has not won anything they won name, a single playoff they, they, they won one single playoff game no, had zero, they won, zero. Zero, 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 zero. that's worse than freaking tony every, romo's every, playoff record my every, guy everyone okay so listen marvin lewis we got to give you the biggest yeehaw for like i'm taking Stephen a smith's or whoever's jack- jacking it right now. Biggest Z-Hawk goes to fucking Marvin Lewis because you are the biggest dipshit out of them all. All right? Now, speaking of freaking dipshits, how about the New York Jets head coach, Todd Bowles? Did you hear what happened? That guy is a fucking mess. That guy is a fucking mess. Dude, but did you hear what transpired? How he... Now, obviously, if you guys haven't found, found out... About two days after their last, actually a couple of hours after that last game, uh, the New York Jets fired their head coach Todd Bowles. Uh, this day has been coming, you know, a long time coming these past couple of weeks. Thought they would have fired uh, him in the tunnel. Yeah, they, I, just walking off the field, like you're hold gone, on. Did you hear what transpired? Yeah, Not they, only they did they him let him, the they let him go on the flight back with the team and. The bus ride back to the stadium, and then they fired his ass at the stadium. So they made him drive and take all that distance back from freaking New England, come back here, and finally get fired. Now, listen, where do you see them going from here? Jets. Yeah. Now, these past couple of seasons, let me let me break it down for you since I am a huge fan. Um, Todd Bowles is a defensive-minded coach. The coach before him was a defensive minded coach, Rex Ryan. Before him was a defensive minded coach in Eric Mangini. Before him was a defensive minded coach in Coach Herman. Okay? So, so Coach Herman, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now let me ask you a question. Has the time come? To find an offensive coach? Yes. 
it might be. I mean, if it hasn't worked once, twice, three times, four times, you just change something. <laughs> I think maybe you it's time. It's time to start a new. Maybe get an offensive head coach and just a strong defensive coordinator. Okay, so but now you know who do you see? Uh, you know, in in all said and done, the Jets possibly going after. You know, I don't, I, I don't want to just spit only my game. Um, I got guys that are underneath, you know, they're probably not on this board that we just kind of called out because these guys are still question marks as head coaches. You know, some of these guys like Steve Wilkes, one year head coach, question mark, had a blasphemy type year, got fired. Uh, Adam Geese has been nothing but literally, literally the word mediocre. Adam Geese, you could, if you looked up the word mediocre in the Webster Dictionary, Adam Gase is right next to it. He is literally the definition of 500. Um, Vance Joseph, after two bullshit seasons and bringing in a guy uh, in Case Keenum, did nothing this year. Uh, Mike McCarthy, after the long seasons in Green Bay, uh, possibly maybe getting looked at by the Jets, but do you see them going after him? What, what do you see? Come on, bro. I could. I mean, Mike McCarthy is always going to... I think he should be a candidate for anybody. I mean... Guys, you know, he's been a good coach. I mean, if they can go to the college ranks, I think you can maybe lure a guy, maybe like a Cliff Kingsbury. See, like... Texas Tech. Does I mean, anybody know who Cliff Kingsbury is? Do you want to break him down who Cliff Kingsbury is, or should I? He is the coach that I think every player would want to play with. Exactly. He he's coached... a former player himself. Mm-hmm. Quarterback. He, he actually coached... Uh, he actually quarterbacked for the New York Jets. He, play, he played one snap. For the New York Jets in 05. In 05, it don't matter. And hold on. By the way, he coached Patrick Mahomes Mahomes, and averaged 567 yards per game with Patrick Mahomes. So, do you think he could help Sam Darnold get to the playoffs? I think he's the good... I think he's a good guy to be in a locker room with a bunch of young guys who are leading the team like Jamal Adams, like Sam Darnold. If you go in free agency, you get Le'Veon Bell, who's still in his 20s. Look who did... Look, look who made it work... And let's say in probably the second greatest city in the world in terms of LA, Sean McVay. Yeah, young guy. Brought him, young coach, brand new team to LA, and look what they're doing. Dominating. Killing it. Yeah. Now, uh, before we even finish off with the Jets and the rest of the coaches, let's get into your Atlanta Falcons. Now, the Atlanta Falcons didn't fire their head coach, Dan Quinn, but they, let's say, Swept the floor with the rest of their coordinators, correct? Else, yeah. So let me ask you a question. You know, there is a couple of head coaches out there that are also considering being looked at at offensive coordinators, defensive coordinator jobs. Who do you like in terms of bringing in for your squad, in terms of your organization? Uh, well, from what I'm hearing, it's basically almost a done deal that they're going to be getting Dirk Cutter. Okay. From Tampa. From Tampa. Who was our offense coordinator? before he took the job in Tampa. So I think knowing the organization, knowing the most of the roster, he was there with Julio, he was there with Matt Ryan. I think it's just an easy decision for both sides. Dan Quinn is apparently going to take over full defensive coordinator duty, so that position's filled. So they may be going back to their Super Bowl team and bringing back... They ain't broke, don't fix it. Just minus... Uh, Minus that asshole who's now in San Francisco. I'm not going to say his name because he refused to call him running play. Kyle Shanahan. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, fuck him. So, so, Kyle Shanahan. All right. So, the Golden Gate Bridge. So, now, listen, you know, a lot of these coaches, you know, they got sent off. They got kicked out. Now, what are the biggest question marks into maybe 
you don't understand why the organization fired him. Maybe it was too soon. Maybe it wasn't their time yet. I don't know. Can, maybe do you want to break? Or is the, did, does every one of these coach, coaches deserve to be fired? All these head coaches. It's kind of like yes and no. I mean, did Wilkes get a little big, long look in Arizona with a very mediocre team? No. He had two shitty seasons, but what? what? Not even. He had only one year. One year. He so had one year. And what did he have? He had nothing. He, he had, had an old Larry Fitzgerald he, and yeah. a rookie quarterback that he had barely. Absolutely nothing to work with. I mean, Vance Joseph in Denver probably should have gotten more. I mean, granted, they relied heavily on Case Keenum, and that's never a good idea. But but at the end of the day, you know, I think Vance Joseph did deserve it because that defense should have been top five and did not go up to expectations. Not as well as it should Yeah, exactly. All right, so when we come back, we're going to get right into the postseason. And guess what? My favorite guy will come on when we come back in the commercial break. Stay tuned for more. You already know who it would be. This is Alex Butaro. I got my boy Brian McHugh. Thank you for coming. But listen, we'll be right back. Stay tuned for more. Yeah. Okay, okay. Welcome back to the round table. I am your host, Alex Butaro, aka Sally Gutters. I am the hype man from the tri-state area, the Staten Island weather man. You heard. You already heard it here. We're telling you the honest opinions of what the fuck is going on in the sports world today. We are back. Now listen, I'm bringing back my guest, my host, my co-host today, my boy, my man, Brian McHugh. Tell him what's up again, my guy. Ooh, back at it, back at it. Let's do this. Okay, listen, so, you know, before we even jump into it, how was your weekend, my guy? Oh, worked both days, so, you know, stressful, gotta make that money. Yeah, gotta make that money, but listen, did you get into watching the postseason, these four playoff games that happened this weekend? I did get to watch... Three of the f- three and a half of the four. Three I missed, and the, half I missed the, four. the first half of. But the you Col- got to see the highlights of that one game. Yeah, game I missed the first half of the Colts Texans, which I just missed a whole bunch of. Listen, you didn't miss. Did, gotta be honest with you. Honest didn't with you, much. you did not miss much in that game. Deshaun Watson on his ass a bunch. Listen, these four games, you know, we're here to tell you what the hell went on in these playoff games this past weekend. I'm going to tell you something. These four games were actually very good playoff games. I was not expecting for them to be so good at such the right time. You know what I'm Wild saying? Wild card weekend is always hit or miss. It could be like exactly. outs or... Exactly. Like, you already know, sometimes with the wild card games, you already know who's going to go into the playoffs that are going to beat those easy teams. But I'm going to be honest with you, I got, you know, me and Brian made our picks before the weekend even started, and I hit three out of the four. Brian complete shit show with his picks. One out of four, baby. One out of four. He completely whopped on his picks. We'll get into the, the teams that won, who they played this weekend, and their matchups current, coming up this coming weekend. But, um, you know, before I even get into that, bro, let's bring this up real quick. I actually got this thing for Christmas called the Oculus, bro. This virtual reality shit is on a whole nother level. You could actually watch these sport games literally like they're right in front of you. It is one of the most amazing pieces of equipment I've ever 
had my hands on. $200. Who, why pay 10 Gs to sit courtside anymore? Why pay so much money to go see these games when you could literally watch it on the Oculus right there on your couch with no problems? It's better than watching on your TV. So, ladies and gents, if you have not gone see it, go get the Oculus Go for $200. You could go watch your NBA latest. You could go watch your NFL latest. You could go play any games on virtual reality. You could go watch your favorite movies on the virtual reality right in front of you. All right? So, go and be interested go get it now but listen let's get back into it now bride guy okay let's get into the first game you said you didn't watch that much of the colts uh colts texans i was colts texans game yeah from the halfway through the third quarter to the end of the game but out of the key highlights what did you get out of this game you know the colts did win 21 to 7 but what did you get overall out of this game uh i mean honestly it just showed that that Texans offensive line is slightly suspect. I mean, Watson had no time in the pocket. No time in the pocket. I mean, from what I was watching, he had no time to throw. He was either getting hit, his throws were coming up short. He just did not perform on the level that I thought he was going to. And Marlon, you did, you and Marlon did Mack ran wild on that Texans defense, the guy, was also a the, shock. The guy rushed. So, listen, the Colts did very well in their rush game this week, which was very shocking. Uh, Marlon Mack yeah. did very well. He ran. Mack's been inconsistent. We'll be, exactly. I think two weeks ago he had 120 yards. The final game of the season he had like 32 yards Exactly. Like that. And for this playoff game, he did it right. He had 24 rushes for 148 yards. He did very well in this playoff Especially game where he counted most. Um, listen, all I gotta say is that Houston Texans did not come to play at home. Plain and they simple. They laid a huge fucking egg. They laid a huge egg after all this talk. They brought in Tyron Matthew to bring in with J.J. Watt. They have a guy that they directed in Jadavian Clowney. This team should have really brought in... Uh, what, they win 11 of their last 13 games or something it, like Listen, that? I understand that if they would have lost this game, understand. But listen, Andrew Luck... Uh, listen, they the, got guy, the guy played perfect. The guy threw for... 200 to over 220 yards he threw he got two touchdowns and he produced the right game and the, the Colts defense was on point but the one thing I gotta say is is that this Chargers defense they put this money into the defense the, not Chargers sorry the Houston Texans defense they put money into it and they did not get it done the Colts online outright destroyed that D-line the their offense didn't produce. They have guys in DeAndre Hopkins, Lamar Miller, and and Deshaun Watson did not did not produce this weekend, and I do not understand why. But I did have the Colts this weekend. Knock on wood, I got that one right. But do you have any input you want to say on that? I mean, what's the death. future? What's the future for this Houston Texans team? Are they gonna have to make changes? I mean, they need to get a consistent running game. Lamar Miller is not the answer in any way, shape, or form, and. I don't know. Besides that, they sh- they had the right formula. They just shit the bed. They just shit the bed. They really shit. The All bed. right. Uh, so listen, the Colts right now they're gonna go play, go out to Kansas City, go play the Chiefs this weekend. Before we even get into the other other games that happened this past weekend, let's actually get into the this following week because I I want to jump into it honestly because since we're talking about the Colts, how do you like them against the Chiefs this weekend? It's going to be a tough game. Arrowhead's a tough place to play. But then yeah. again, Houston was a tough place to play. I mean, it's... Darius Leonard's going to be huge here. He's got to contain Mahomes. He's got to keep him in the pocket. Listen, def- defense was on point last week. They kept Deshaun Watson in the pocket. They sacked him for a good amount of times, and they looked good. Are they going to keep Mahomes in the pocket? That's a good question mark. I think the 
the biggest point of this game, and this is what I was going to bring up uh, in the Colts-Houston game, it all had to go back to who was going to outperform who. Was Deshaun Watson going to outperform Andrew Luck? And that did not happen. Andrew Luck outperformed Deshaun Watson last yep. this past this weekend. Week, another guy in his first career playoff start. Exactly. Another guy that he's going to face in his first career playoff start in Patrick Mahomes. And the question is, is Andrew Luck going to outperform Patrick Mahomes? The guy threw for 50 touchdowns. Guy's in the running for MVP. It's a huge, huge question mark. Huge question mark. It's but gonna, what do you like? It's going to be a close game. I think the Chiefs are going to come out ahead, but... Maybe like a 24-21 something type So you game. think it's going to be a close game overall? It's going to be a close game, I think. Yeah. I also think it's going to be a close game, but I'm actually going to take the Indianapolis Colts after what I saw this past weekend with the Houston Texans. Houston Texans, by the way, have a better defense. So that's why I'm going to give it yeah. to the Colts this coming weekend because I don't think they're afraid to go into Kansas City, especially when they just went into Houston and then beat them outright. And not to only mention, the dude Andrew Luck is 9-1. 9-1 and one in his last 10 games, my guy. In his last 10 games, he is 9-1. This team has really produced. They have really shown the Chiefs have gone down since they've lost Kareem Hunt. So do I see them dropping an egg just like the Houston Texans? Possibly. Very good chance. Very good chance. Now, let's switch it to the NFC. We got NFC. We had the Cowboys versus the Seattle Seahawks. Cowboys win. In a tight one, it came down to literally in the final two minutes. A lot of people lost a lot of money. A lot of people lost a lot of money. A lot um, of people bet I on that two and a half I, spread. I, I still don't get why they went for two, but whatever. You know why they went for two? Because Janikowski got hurt, my guy. Yeah. Janik, they lost. So the Seahawks lost Janikowski think, going into they, half. They still were going to have to kick a field goal to win the game, though. So if you can trust someone to kick a field goal, you got to trust them to kick an extra point. Granted, they got the two-point conversion, but didn't work out in the end. Exactly. Didn't work out for them in the end. But listen... So, one of the highlights, because listen, the Cowboys won their first playoff game since, my God, what, in the past, I want to say, good six years? It, it had been a while. Since since Tony Romo. I think 2000, since Tony I think Romo. it was 2013, so yeah, six years. So, so, I would say since Tony Romo, oh, right? Yeah. So, since Tony Romo, they, they've won a playoff game that are now going to the second round. They're going to feast the Rams. Now, what did you like? out of the Cowboys this weekend. What are some of the key factors that you think were the reasons why they won this weekend? I mean, for the most part, their defense did hold strong. I mean, you got to think Seattle put up 22, but eight of those were in the last, what, minute? Exactly. Something like that? I think they really kept, uh, the Cowboys defense really kept Russell Wilson in the pocket. He didn't really produce that much. Their defense, sorry, their rushing game did not do anything, uh, Seattle. Yeah. So the I mean, Cowboys, a guy with that much experience, it's hard to beat a guy like Wilson. I mean, Zeke had another solid game. What, 137 yards, one touchdown. Their run game was dominant. Yeah. They this Dak, is, Dak played a Dak game. 200, exactly. 226 yards, one touchdown, one pick. But I mean, Zeke also had four catches, 32 yards on the backfield. So what is that? Almost 170. One of my key notes. Yards. One of my key notes for the Cowboys is that it was plain and simple. The Cowboys played their game. They didn't let the Seahawks take control of that game at all. They they had to let the Seahawks come after them. Uh, the Cowboys played their game. They played the way they wanted to. Um, the question is though, is Dak the real deal? That that's gonna be a, a, I think a real question mark. I, think I don't that, know if he's the real deal, but he could. Do you think? Do you think he answered this weekend that made him show that he's the real deal going into this weekend go, uh, against the the L.A. Rams, who I mean, is against, a very dominant defensive team. Yeah, 
but has not shown it in the passing game though. Who's not shown uh, it in the passing game? I'm not terribly sold on Dak just yet. He's just a good. He can manage a game. He can manage very a game. well. Or do you think that's Jason Garrett managing Dak Prescott? Could be a little bit of both. Could be a little bit of both. He is calling the play, so. Okay. So now, listen, the Cowboys squeak by, you know, by the skin of their teeth. I wish I had my cousin, who's the biggest Cowboy fan, to get him on here. But uh, I'll get him in next week to see what happens, you know, with the Rams and Cowboys. But let's go into it. Who you got versus the Rams uh, and Cowboys? Who do you like uh, in this game in L.A.? I like the Rams at home. I mean, I think there's just too much talent on both sides of the ball at home in their own realm. It's going to be tough to beat them. I mean, Dallas is going to put up a fight, but I mean, this isn't the Seattle Seahawks offense. You got so many weapons. Todd Gurley, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, just one after the next. Defense, you got Aaron Donald coming after you left. I mean... It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for the Cowboys. Now, the only If they game, were at home, it might have been a different story, but in L.A., I got to give it to the Rams. Listen, I, you know, I do understand about the Rams. The Rams are the second-best team in the NFC, possibly the second-best team in the league. But for some reason, I had the Cowboys this weekend against the L.A. Rams, and I'm going to tell you why. Is I do believe this defense could control Todd Gurley for some reason, and... Here's the bottom line. If you can control Todd Gurley, it's going to be very hard for Jared Goff to get his play action game going with that defense stopping Todd yeah. Gurley. If they could really limit Todd Gurley, I could really see Jared Goff having a hard time throwing the ball. Now the question is, is that going to be able to produce against this Rams defense? This is where I'm going to be questioning, and this is what I'm going to see. But I am going to take the underdog in this game. Uh, I was very fortunate in taking them this past weekend. I did take the Cowboys this weekend, this weekend against the Seahawks. Um, they were favorite. They were the favorite at home, but listen, they weren't that much of a point favorite. But I do take them as the underdog this weekend. But we shall see. We shall see. When we come back, um, we're going to go into the other two games following the Sunday, uh, games. The Sunday games that are going to be following and coming up, which I actually am more, I would say more intrigued better in way better matchups. Yeah. So when we come fucking back, you already know who would be. It's fucking Ali. Butaro, Alex Butaro, Sally Gutt is in the building, alright, I got my boy Brian McHugh here, when we come back, we'll go into the Sunday games with our picks, who we fucking like, let's get it, you already know, stay tuned, yeah. Okay, shout out to the Ridgewood High School football team for bringing out the We Ready chant. They're making the postseason lit out here. Listen, Bry Guy, welcome back. I am your host, Alex Butaro, a.k.a. Sally Gutters. Listen, Bry Guy, 
I also got a special guest with me today, ladies and gentlemen. He's the fucking very own, the very special own, Coach Jim Mora. Yo, Jim. Coach Jim Mora, let me ask you a good question. Are you ready for the playoffs? Uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about Playoffs? Listen, listen, Jim, 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 listen, Jim, Jim, I know you want to keep talking, I know you want to keep talking, but the question is, Jim, are you ready for the fucking playoffs? Uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about Playoffs? Listen, Jim, I I don't want to hear your shit, listen, Brian, can you please just, can you, can you please explain to Coach Jim Mora what games are going on on Sunday? Well, this past Sunday, <clears throat> what was the early game? It was the Chargers versus the Ravens. Yes. That Which, was a tale of basically three quarters versus the fourth quarter. Yes. In the first three quarters, Lamar Jackson had... I had more passing yards than Lamar Jackson did through three quarters that game. <laughs> and I was sitting at work for eight hours. Through three and about third quarters, Lamar Jackson had negative two net passing yards. Correct. And they were getting just smoke. Smoke. The Chargers were outright defeating them. The, the defense then, looked better outright. And go ahead. You finish it off. And then, you know, Baltimore came back. Jackson started actually finding the right play calls, dumping them down, hit Crabtree for a touchdown. But and then the most puzzling call of the day, coaching wise, why Harbaugh decided to go for an onside kick with six and a half minutes left, three timeouts in his pocket. He does not get it. They force a three and out, but when they get the punt back, they are inside their own 20, as opposed to kicking it deep and getting a punt back at, say, the 40 or 45-yard line. Where they could get a possible field advantage. And when time is of the essence, you just wasted having to go an extra 30 yards. Didn't understand it. They ended up scoring, but then by the time they got the ball back in the end... It was a little too late. A little too late. Lamar Jackson had to rush, fumbled, game over. That's it. And listen, I'm gonna say this right now. Philip Rivers played his game, and yeah. he looked very good. That that che- uh, that Chiefs, that Chargers offense looked very well. They just looked well efficient. Looked like a well oiled machine. Uh, Lamar Jackson looked like uh, like a high school uh, football player. He did not look well uh, adapt until the fourth quarter. Um, but it was a little too late, like you said. Now, we won't even need to get into that game because I just want to get into this coming matchup, this coming weekend, this Sunday. The Patriots versus the Chargers in New England. Um, I despise the fucking New England Patriots. Everyone don't knows this. I'm I'm all. a New York Jets fan. Everyone knows this already. If you don't know me, if you don't know Alex Butaro, Sally Good is in the building. I got season tickets for the New York Jets, and I'm a diehard. I'll tell you something right now. And this is not even me being biased. There's, n- I do not believe there's no way in shot that Tom Brady is going to be able to win this game, even at home, against the LA Chargers. I don't see it either. I do not see it. I do I think not. The Chargers' defense and their offense can be too much for the Patriots. And let me tell you something too. And the Chargers do not play your, you know, your ordinary defense because they lost a couple of guys in terms of their middle linebackers and their outside linebackers. Right? They had to rely on guys in the secondary in terms of their safeties and their and their cornerbacks to really step up. Really not is. only now they have not only the normal four or five guys in the secondary they have seven guys from the secondary that control the field and their level of play on the defense and i think that's what really controls uh how well they play uh on both sides of the football for the la chargers 
That's how you keep a quarterback to negative two yards. And I think they're going to be able to control Tom Brady. Uh, he has not looked good. Uh, yeah, you know, he, no, 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 I'm not saying he has not looked good. Let me let me re- reiterate that. He has not looked to, let's say, the, his playoff potential Special. in the recent, in the past seasons, if if I'm not mistaken. Let me... Let me rephrase what I said because that. I guess that, we'll see though, because playoff Brady is in. Playoff Brady is playoff Brady. I'm not listen. Animal. I'm not. I'm not discrediting Brady. I'm not saying that he doesn't have a shot. I'm gonna say this is a close game, but I I really see the LA Chargers coming out of New England with a fucking win. Me too. They they got close listen. Game, they got it. they got stuck going into Baltimore where they were the better record team, and this guy. This coach, Anthony Lynn, has made, and I'm just going to let you know, too, the reason why I'm also p- picking the Chargers is because this season, they are on record, including the playoffs, 9-1 on the road. That looks like a record that you cannot yeah. uh, take to account. That's not a lucky, that's not a lucky record. Especially when you're going to have to win three road games to get to the Super Bowl. Exactly. And the way it's looking, the Chargers are on track to do so. And i like to see them uh, beat the Pats this weekend. So I have the Chargers over the Pats 28-24. What do you got this week? Score-wise, I'm going to take the Chargers 24-17. Okay. That's what we're going to take. Cool. Now, we got this past weekend a fucking crazy ending to a, <laughs> to a crazy to night game, to say the least. We looked like there was... this. This other team, this team was looking to go into the next round with the ease. The Chicago Bears. I'm talking about the Chicago Bears versus the Philadelphia Eagles last night. If none of you watched it, you're stupid if you didn't watch it. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. This is definitely one of the craziest football games I've seen in probably the past, I don't know, five to six years in in the NFL. Like, in terms of playoff-wise, yeah. Definitely one of the most crazy. Considering races. how boring it was for the first like three quarters. Exactly. Uh, the quarter was wild. Exactly. Um, so, do you want to give a sort of a breakdown, Bry, of what happened in this game? I mean, for the first three, three and a half quarters, it was basically a defensive struggle. I mean, first first half was just three field goals, <laughs> two by Chicago, one by Philly. And the first half score was six to three six by three. Chicago. Uh, Chicago's defense was looking <clears throat> solid all the way through Khalil Mack. Uh, yeah, the one were, thing about with Khalil Mack, though, he was dominating in the first quarter. He did not dominate the rest of the game because Jason Peters did have a good hold of him for the rest of the game, and that's what actually really affected this Eagles team to actually come back in the fourth quarter and actually take the lead. Do you want to break down how they took the lead, uh, my guy? Uh, I mean. <clears throat> They had a very good drive. I mean, they put up... I mean, Foles finally started to get it together right there, and he hit... Golden Tate had, uh, I think it was like a 29-yard catch, and he got leveled Yes, on that hit. But not only did he get leveled, he also did the game-winning drives touchdown. Oh, game-winning drive touchdown. Yes, well. He set up that score, which uh, I think Foles hit Goddard, the backup tight end. Exactly. They were going heavy on the tight ends all game between him and Ertz. They were going... Nick Foles played the game correctly, and somehow he got this team... interceptions on back-to-back drives in the first half, but after that, he just went straight through, made 
like he just like he did in the postseason last year. Just, exactly, just made it happen. And and then he had Golden Tate on fourth and goal with what about a minute five left or something like that. A minute five because Nagy put two, called two timeouts yeah. on uh, second and goal and third and goal to try to get the clock as much down because he knew the Eagles were about to score. Yeah. And listen, to be honest with you, let's be fucking honest here. Golden Tate has not produced since he's gotten traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, the announcers made it. No, and they said <clears throat> a huge topic of conversation was, was the trade worth it for Golden Tate? And then he ended up being one of the guys interviewed at the end of the game when you won. Him right next to Nick Foles as the two guys that made this game happen. Now, hold on. Before we even, you know, t- talk about Nick Foles and Golden Tate, let's talk about the ending of this game because I'm going to be honest mm-hmm. to Let's be fucking honest here to all my Philadelphia Eagles brother brotherins out there because I know I have a lot of friends out there that are huge Eagles fans. Let's be honest. You guys got lucky last night because I'm going to tell you something. Cody Parkey is your MVP, and he's not even on your fucking team. He is on the what Chicago sh- Bears. What a shame. Do you want to break down what happened in the last, I don't know, 25 seconds of the game? Uh, I mean, the Bears got the ball back with... A minute and five. Yeah. Well, just on, actually just under 56 seconds, they got the ball back. Correct. Tariq Cohen had a phenomenal return. He think he put him just outside the 40-yard line, about the 42. It was like a 35-yard On their return. side of the field. Still on their side. So, Still on their side of the so, field. So, I mean, you're thinking you're right by midfield, maybe about 20, 25 yards from field goal range. And they managed to get that. I mean, Trubisky made it happen on the drive. They got down to the 25-yard line. On third and two, incomplete, set up the field goal attempt, and say about eight times out of ten, freezing the kicker does not work in the NFL. This was one of those two times. And Doug they Peterson snapped, somehow the did ball. it. Doug Peterson calls the timeout, kick right through the uprights. All right, let's go back, do it again. Kick off the upright, off the crossbar, into the end zone. <laughs> to no ru- good. To ruin the lives of everyone in Chicago. So their all mascot, Chicago Bears fans. Their mascot literally keeled over in the back of the end. So yeah, if you haven't seen the replay, you're stupid it, if you haven't it. seen it. Please watch it because you literally could see Com- the comedy of this of this freaking joker of uh of the Chicago Bears mascot. He literally goes right on his knees and just drops to the floor. This is literally the sign of every Chicago Bears fan. I feel sorry for every Chicago Bears fan out there. But Cody Parkey did blow for you guys in the last seconds of the game. And I think that now, was the, uh, the fifth time this year he's hit the upright. Now, this That's is the question. No, now, this is I want to get into. Because in the, the, the last four out of five games of the regular season, he hit the, the uprights five times. The question is this. Do you question Nagy's decision to rely on the kicker, Cody Parkey, after... What would you say? Five blown kicks in the last four weeks Well, before I think, going to that playoff game. I think that 32 play call showed that he didn't trust him that much because I think Trubisky went, what, right up the right up the center to try and hit the backup tight end, Miller, and it was just incomplete. So I think he was trying to basically get as close as humanly possible or get in the end zone. But a 43-yard field goal for a professional fucking kicker should really not be that difficult. Exa- I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, that's not a hard He kick. blew this kick, and this is why kickers get paid the way they get paid, because, you know, when it comes to the last seconds on the clock, who's going to make it, who's going to put it through, and 
this guy wasn't it. So now, listen, Chicago fans out there, you better get on Twitter. You better get on Instagram. You better call out every Chicago media out there to let them know Cody Parkey has to go. Because if he could not do it in the last five weeks, what made you think he was going to make it in the playoffs? Honestly, let's be honest. All right? Stupid. You're stupid. All right, so now listen. Now that the Eagles beat the Chicago Bears after that crazy game, 16-15, to 15, that final score. Absurd, what a crazy absurd game. Score. Absurd score. Um, now we got the Eagles against the New Orleans Saints, who is by far the best team in the NFL overall. They are the best team in the NFL. Offensively, they have put up numbers that we have not seen. We have not seen in a long time, my guy. Yeah. So the question to you is this. Who is going to win the Eagles or the New Orleans Saints this coming weekend on Sunday? This Fuck. is a hard one. Fuck the Saints. Listen, yeah, I, I, and we got our biased Atlanta Falcons fan, my guy. Let's and go. this is where we get the biased opinion out here. And you know what? I, I'm not going to discredit your biased opinion. I understand. You don't Honestly, wanna... there's just some kind of something going on with this fucking Eagles team in the playoffs that they just managed... I mean, what? Trick plays, quarterbacks catching touchdowns, field goals hitting the uprights... I just can't pick against them. It's just, it's too hard. I understand that completely. Now, I'm going to go with the realistic pick in the New Orleans Saints. Their offense is what I would say the most dominant offense I've, I've seen in a long time. And I'm, I'm that's including the Kansas City Chiefs this year, even though Mahomes put up stupid numbers. But Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, I've brought him up in the past. This team cannot be stopped. Every offensive drive there... They're most likely going to score 90% of the time. Michael Thomas catches 92% of his his balls thrown to him. It's an absurd number. That's an absurd <laughs> number. How can you stop that? Alvin Kamara is plus yardage every single time he gets the ball in his hands. So the Eagles going to have a really tough one. Listen, I understand they, they stopped the Chicago Bears, but the Chicago Bears do not have a rushing offense like the New Orleans Saints, nor do they have a passing game like the New Orleans Saints. So do I see the Eagles stopping this team? Hell no. I know why you're picking it because you don't want to see New Orleans win in Atlanta in Atlanta Falcons home dome no. in the Super Bowl. I understand that. No, I will literally walk into oncoming traffic. <laughs> And that is why my boy Brian speaks for all Atlanta Falcons fans. That would be fans. the ultimate fuck you to Atlanta. <laughs> you got me crying right here. Alright, so listen. You got the Eagles. You got the Rams. You got the Chiefs. You got the Chargers. Who do you got going to the Super Bowl? And who you got winning the Super Bowl? Who is your final pick of the Super Bowl? What's your final pick, final score? Go. Rams over Chargers. 26. 7-20. Wow. That's a bold score. And those are two bold teams. So you're going to say the Battle of LA. The Battle you're of You're calling LA. the Battle of LA? The Battle of LA in the A. All right. I'm calling the two possible MVPs of this coming year. I'm calling Saints versus Chargers in the Super Bowl. And I got the Saints beating the Chargers 32-22. to 22. Final score, Drew Brees is the MVP because he's going to put up stupid numbers. Phillip Rivers is just going to miss it. I'm sorry, Phillip Rivers, you're going to get there, but you're just not going to get it done, my guy. 
Guess I'm walking into traffic. And you guess I'm, you're going to be walking into oncoming traffic. I guess I'm going to be seeing that coming. And I will post a video of him walking into oncoming traffic, Just folks. like in Sons of Anarchy. Just like in Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> All right. Now, before we get this wrapped up the round table, and I want to say thank you for fucking coming out, my guy, Brian. Um, I want to end with this college football game that's coming up tonight. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. We got Alabama. We got Clemson. I know we were talking about the NFL postseason, but let's get it. Let's just jump into our it's picks. Our, let's. It's another postseason. You know, because we're going to be seeing these college bad boys going into the NFL sooner or later. Uh, a lot of these boys are going to be going into the NFL this coming year. Uh, we're going to be seeing them going, some of them top 10, maybe even top 3. Uh, one will be suspended from Clemson University. He will not be playing Dexter, uh, Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence, number 99. Um, but this Clemson team is very good. Uh, their defense is very dominant, but Alabama has been there consistently every single year. They're one of the, mo they are the most dominant team in college football, probably in college football history. But what is your final score? Who do you got, my guy? And you could give me your highlight, too. I'm going to take Alabama to win this game 31-21. to 21. Okay. I think Tua's going to have a big game. Probably three or four passing touchdowns. If he doesn't, then maybe one rushing if he has three. But I think he's going to count for basically every touchdown for Alabama. Okay. That's your highlight? Yep. All right. Gonna win the MVP. And and that's it. You're calling that. All right. Then my call is going to be, fuck Alabama University. I'm going with Clemson. They're going to beat Alabama. They're going to beat them. Twenty seven to twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a bold score <laughs> here. I'm gonna tell you number. why, <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you why. Tua. Not only is going to get dominated, he's going to be sacked three times in the first quarter, two times in the second quarter. These are my highlights from Clemson University. And not only that, he will be injured. And when they bring Jalen Hurts in, he, he will fail. He will fail to bring Alabama to win this game. Because Clemson will figure out both QBs in this game. I think they're too dominant on this defensive line, on their linebackers. They're going to beat Tua. I don't see this Alabama offense competing in no way, shape, or form. They're not going to cover the spread in this game. So do not bet the spread. Bet the under in this game. This game, The over-under the, the the over right now is 57. If you don't take the under in this game, you're stupid. All right. If you don't like the under, take it in the second half. If you don't like it, I got the under too. I would take the under in the in the in the overall game. But if you don't like it, try look at the first first half. Take the take the under in the second half. I'm telling you, you won't regret it. Listen, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much to my my guy Brian and his dog Belly McHugh out here in the business. Thank you guys for coming out. Yes, sir. Listen, is there anything else you want to say before you end it on a you know, high note. Because uh, uh, you know we're about to roll one up, though. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, happy new year. Blessings to a good year. Health, wealth, happiness. All that good shit. And hopefully, and hopefully better sports seasons next year. Because, uh, yeah, football gods were not good to us this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you so much, More Brian. Basketball. Yeah, you just... Uh, you kind of, like, lowered, it, lowered my vibe. But, uh, yeah, I do want to say this. Thank you, that Brian so much uh for coming out again i know you're always on here thank you so much um i want to say happy new year to all 
Uh, I hope you guys have a blessed one out there. Um, let this be a fulfilled one. Go after your dreams. Um, I'm coming out with more. This is not going to be the the first one or the last one of this year. Um, I'm going to be coming out nonstop. I may even be talking about bullshit. If you guys want to leave a comment, whatever, please leave it on my Instagram at AlexBitaro underscore. You could leave it on there. Go on to iTunes. Go listen to me now. All right. Thank you so much for listening. This is the round table. I am your, am your host, Alex Butaro, aka Sally Gutters, the host of the tri-state area, and the fucking hype man, the fucking weatherman. I'm the fucking man from Staten Island from the 309. You heard? Peace, all love. I'm out. <laughs>